Welcome. It's Saturday night, and it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. But we will do a little Don Pardo, because my friend Kevin loves it. This is Saturday Night with musical guest Morrissey and your host for Saturday Night Live, Dr. Zeus. Yeah, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Um, music edition, because tonight we're going to talk about Maz. That's his nickname, Morrissey. Morrissey, of course, of the Smiths and is his solo career. Now, I saw him on Friday with my friends. It was amazing. Um, Very rarely do I go with people. I really enjoyed that. We all, you know, we all had, we all took something from it. That experience, seeing this performer who has, um, yeah. What can I say about Morrissey? (laughs) That hasn't already been said before. Um, fascinating. He can be problematic. Huh. And that's how we're going to do it tonight on the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast Music Edition. We're going to also, I, I want to give a shout out to Jason Almy because he did Shit Happens When You Party Naked. I wasn't able to watch it live because he was having a cigar and um, with his friend adulting with Donnie. By the way, Donnie, um, I really think you should watch some classic films. Oh, and don't listen to me. Listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hello, Donnie. This is Dr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know about me. I used to do the pump. That's right. And I used to be governor of California. I want you to watch Pumping Iron. Even though you don't watch anything that hasn't, that nothing past 1990. All right? Pumping Iron came out in 1977. I want you to watch it. All right? This is Dr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so we have moments like that. So stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, Music Edition. We're going to talk about Morrissey. And yes, yes, he didn't leave the stage, but we'll get to that. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, coming up. What can I say about Morrissey? If you grew up in the 1980s, I was a little kid, but I remember it. If you grew up in the 90s, in the 2000s, 2010s, and here we are. Morrissey's sound is very relevant. You're always going to hear it from someone's bedroom, someone's dorm room, someone's car. In fact, today on my way to lunch, I was blasting, stop me if you think that you've heard this one before. And he did that last night. He did a lot of his great solo songs. Um... But for me, hearing him do that and please give me what I want, it was it was such a moment that finally I was seeing Morrissey in concert. This has been one hell of a year for concerts. As I have said many times on this podcast, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, by the way, music edition. I never intended to see this many. It was like gremlins. It really was. A lot of the shows that I had planned to go to were postponed. 
until this year. Deftones, Gojira, Buddy Guy, Mishuga, and here we are. And then also, you know, it's like, oh, I want to see them purchase, purchase, purchase. I mean, it it didn't it really hit me when I was in the middle of this like four day odyssey in October where I'd seen Michigan on Tuesday. Thankfully, I wasn't working yet. Uh, I hadn't started teaching yet. Um, so and I had a, a week to just relax. And it was Michigan on Tuesday. The Black Keys on Wednesday, Aftershock on Thursday, Aftershock on Friday, and then I was good. And then the next day, next week, it was Pussifer. And so here we are. Seeing, I've always wanted to see Morrissey. I think when I started to get into him, I was like, okay, all right. The funny thing about Morrissey is, is that his music, if you remember... Orange is the New Black, and there's this really great, there were those two girls, and there were Latina, I'm Latin, and they were just so into Morrissey, and they were like, oh my God, you need to bring us an iPad, they were telling that one guy, with Morrissey and the Smiths, and I thought, right there, because Morrissey has such a big Latin following, the the Hispanic community we love him, okay? Yes, a lot of what he says is problematic. Sometimes his politics, sometimes, you know. Yes, recently he left a show after nine songs in Southern California at the Greek. People were pissed. So we were hoping, okay, you better not do that in Oakland. And then people were like, he loves the Bay Area. Okay. So it was really a moment. It was a moment for all of us to enjoy and I'm glad that I got to go with two people who we just immersed ourselves in the music. That's what it's all about. That's why we go to these shows. It is really a vacation from, you know, the work life, the, the you know, responsibilities at home to yourself. You get to go and you get to see this musician. He had such a great band. I, I think Alan White has been with him since Viva La Hate in 1988. But, oh, my God, what a, what a moment. What a moment. And I'm, I, if I can access the uh, set list. I mean, this really and – I, and I got to say, though, you know what? I was – that, that uh, merchandise line was so long. And thankfully, I was able to um, get it online. It was crazy. It was really crazy. But I was talking to these people. I was always attempting to wait in the merchandise line. And I said, yeah, if he pulls that shit here in Oakland, I'm going to start screaming, Quillaby! Because The Simpsons did this really funny parody of Morrissey. And the Smiths on the Simpsons. And it it was spot on. And he threatened to sue. Allegedly, supposedly. But they got it spot on. So and that's the thing with the Simpsons. You know, when you've been parodied by them, it's a it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, you know? Um 
that's the thing about being an artist. You're going to have people that love you and you're going to have people that hate you. And trust me, Morris, Morrissey really has the equal amounts right there. People don't like him. People love him. The sound of the Smiths. You know, he still does those songs. For me, it kind of bummed me out that he didn't do How Soon Is Now. I don't know. I, I shouldn't have expected that. And that's the thing when you see an artist of his caliber and his attitude, you don't expect anything, okay? Um, first, I want to play... It's it's a really funny uh, clip from that Simpsons parody. Uh, he won't come after me for that. I can't play any of the music. I dare not play the interviews because you know he he's an interesting person. You know he's interesting. Um. Here we go. This is this is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch did the voice of of uh, Quillaby. <laughs> the the fact that he was a, they were able to do that it was it was mind boggling. And even if she would, I don't have enough money. Those tickets cost like five Lego sets. Look in your pocket, Lisa. Oh, <gasps> my dad's credit card. Did you steal this? Did I? A little of both. It's complicated. Sometimes I identify as imaginary, but sometimes I can do this. Uh. <laughs> oh, the zipper! Uh. 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 For an imaginary friend, you were really keen to get out of the house. Oh, that small woman was such a bore. Oh, Maggie's the baby and she was sleeping. Even she knows it. This place reminds me of my own hometown. It's dismal and nothing good will ever come from it. Well, almost nothing. <laughs> Get out your tickers and tape. Here comes the Pratt Parade. Facial hair is not a substitute for personality. Two times zero is still zero. <laughs> but early for the apricot brandy, is it not, Vicar? <laughs> Everyone at my school is a jerk. Why are they so mean? Why? Is the problem me? The problem is never you. <gasps> it's those sour-breathed, know-nothing sheep who graze the blighted meadows of your so-called school. Gah? Okay, it was probably just a bacon hallucination. Quillaby isn't actually in my room. I'm traumatized by eating meat. <laughs> you must stop talking to yourself. People will think you've gone mad. See, that parody, I can play that. That they got him spot on. So obviously he was pissed about it. Um I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Let, let's let's go to the man himself 30 years ago. Special Thursday edition hang with MTV where our guest is Morris 
Bernstein, one of the most eloquent, talented songwriters in music today. We've got just a mere handful of his, his, his uh, global following right here in the studio with us today, so we figured we'd let them do the interview. So please welcome once again the band, Alan Boz, Gary Spencer, and of course, Morrissey. Welcome, guys. Ready. So I'll start up now, and Stephen got the honors of the first one. Hi, Morrissey. I'm Stephen, and I wanted to know that um, since your last American concert tour, do you feel more um, comfortable and at ease with your American fans? He's got the hair. Uh, yes, I do. I do, because it's, um, it's grown larger than I expected it to. And uh, I'm very excited by that. Because I... <laughs> My name Hi. is Danielle, and I was wondering if um, your new band light lineup has greatly influenced the different sound we're hearing on your new album, Your Arsenal. Yes, it has, because um, up until this time, I've worked with uh, session musicians, not well, friends who were mu also musicians, and uh, this time it's uh, because it's a complete group. It's a, a better, it's a better situation. My name is Jennifer, Hi. and I was wondering how you feel how, about the fans that fight and push their way to get on stage with you. Well, I'm, I'm very, very honored, to be honest. Yes. Lots of people do complain about them. I'm one of them. Oh, well. <laughs> and, uh, like, security people always complain about it, but I don't really understand it. I, I, I don't really understand the complaints. I just think it's uh, the biggest compliment that anybody can pay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Dave. Uh, I was just wondering if your fear of the camera is diminishing these days. Fear of the camera? Yeah. Uh, yes, but only slightly. <laughs> That's all. Only slightly. Oh, hi, I'm Cheryl. And um, I was just wondering, since you're so happy with your new band, do you ever miss being with the Smiths? Well, uh... Well, uh... They made me ask it! <laughs> Sorry? What? 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 She made you ask. Uh, well, the answer to that question is that um, I think when groups are no longer with us, we become incredibly romantic about them, except in the case of the monkeys, perhaps. <laughs> but, uh, for me, I think that if, if the Smiths and this had ex existed at the same time, if they'd existed at the same time, I would have preferred this. <laughs> Whoa, that's telling right there. That's very telling. The Smiths, Morrissey has been offered so much money to reform the Smiths along with Johnny Marr for Coachella, for many events. It's never happened. They've even been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who knows? So here is last night's set list. They, uh, Morrissey also played in San Francisco this evening. I wasn't there. I was in Oakland, and looking at the San Francisco set list, I think we got a little more in Oakland. He opened with, we hate it when our friends become successful. Our Frank, stop me if you think you've heard this one before from the Smiths. The bullfighter dies, rebels without applause, 
girlfriend in a coma, the Smiths. Sure enough, the telephone rings. Jim Jim falls. My life in a succession of people saying goodbye. Every day is like Sunday. Classic. Knockabout world, the loop. Irish blood, English heart. Half a person from the Smiths. Saint is a stained glass window. Please, please, please let me get what I want, the Smiths. Let me kiss you, Jack the Ripper and the Encore, sweet and tender hooligan. It was a phenomenal night, um, although, as my friend said, he is probably a little too sensitive and um, left the stage after a girl hugged him. Or was it a guy? I don't remember. Um... So yes, it was it was a night, it was a moment. Um I want to thank my friend and Olivia for just attending with me and we immersed ourselves in this music and I hope we all see more concerts together. It, it like I said, very rarely do I go with people. Very rarely. I have a select few I take. So this was this was a fun experience to share in Morrissey and share in the moment. And I hope there's many, many more. And um, I mean, I would have loved if you have done How Soon Is Now, Tomorrow. Um, what is it? Uh, many of the songs from Viva Hate, Ouija Board. Um, but... I, I was satisfied. I was sat. Oh, and sister, I'm a poet. That's such a great, that's a classic Morrissey song. So here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I mean, and also the visuals, that, that was the other thing. Morrissey has always played with these characters in back of him. I could have sworn that I saw Lillian Hellman during some of the show, like a picture of her, a picture of James Baldwin. It opened, he didn't have an opening act. What they did is he played a video and it started off with Apocalypse Now with the soundtrack by Iggy Pop and the Stooges, Search and Destroy. And it just went on. You, the Sex Pistols and New York Dolls. Um, it, it really was a moment. And so, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Julie and Olivia for just sharing in this moment with me and seeing Morrissey and, um, or as we'd like to say, Quillaby. <laughs> so yeah, today I celebrated um, even more just driving to lunch to be with a friend um, and I was blasting the Smiths, and I had the windows down. It was cold, so but I had a, I had my pea coat on. So, yeah, it was it was fun, and um, yeah. So thank you, Morrissey, um, to the band. What an amazing band! His band has been with him for over thirty years. This, in fact, is the 30th anniversary of Your Arsenal, which is a, such a great album from 1992. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I also wanted to end the show tonight because I, I love celebrating and um, I love music.
And today is the 52nd birthday of an artist that I adore. I've never met him. I've seen his band four times. You know who I'm talking about. Today, 52 years ago, Justin Chancellor was born. Not Justin Timberlake, Justin Chancellor of Tool. And um, I have just that band, they are four equal parts. And when they come together, it is magnificent. And it is a virtuoso experience because they all give it their best. That's the thing about Tool is, I mean, it took them, was it 13 years to put out um, Fear Inoculum since they had done um, 10,000 Days. This is Justin Chancellor. Strings for over 20 years now. Putting fresh strings on my guitar is always a real inspiration for me. The string is at its full potential, you know, when you unwrap it, you put it on. But you can hear so many harmonics in the note at that point, you know, that it's almost like there's like a choir singing. Even if you hit one note or you strum a chord, there's so much potential to follow there. So that's always a good moment to, to be creative when I put strings on and I start just moving around just to listen to the sound of the guitar, you know. Until basically Adam and myself come up with the raw material. Obviously, if it's something he's got, I'll learn his riff or I'll play, play against it with him. But as far as coming up with stuff myself, it's normally something that just kind of comes into my head, you know, when I'm walking around, walking the dogs or whatever, and my feet are kind of making the beat. I always remember running at school as well. My breath would be like, you know, like rhythmic and it kind of what kept me going. Now I'll be walking around, walking with the dogs and I'll get these like rhythms in my head. And if it's kind of like, I'm like, wow, that's really great. I'll, I'll actually start tapping it out with my hands and get the time of it. It's always a, a strange time for some reason. And then I'll leg it back up to the house and kind of try and capture it on the guitar. I've always been an outdoor person. I grew up on farms. When I play music, I feel freed by that. I feel very liberated by it and able to just kind of express myself without really putting it into words. Being outdoors has that same kind of simplicity, you know. It's kind of like almost like a neutral place. You don't have to feel good or bad. You just kind of like everything is just, just as it is. Um, and that's really always been really inspiring for me. I guess writing music is, is hard if your head is full of waste, you know. And maybe you have a, a particular type of sound that you want to go for, um, but if you really want to be original, there's no real uh, recipe for that. For me, it's just about letting it come to you. If you can let your head clear out, then almost anything is available. Being happily successful in a band 
has afforded me the opportunity to choose to a certain extent where I live. So I was able to move somewhere that I've always wanted to live, which is basically the countryside. When I was a kid, I grew up in the country. I worked on farms. And I'm realizing now, as an adult, that that's kind of my happy place as well. The music is more of an expression of how I feel. Being outside and, and uh, enjoying my environment kind of feeds me. And I didn't really realize how important that was until I've been here and I'm able to have a studio and walk around outside in a beautiful place. You know, I've got the two combined now. It's really, really amazing. I've been told that the uh, Chumash Indians used to gather here. They used to come up from the ocean and hunt here um, and just kind of gather in this area. There's a couple of them. It's pretty cool. You can imagine a, a pair of Chumash sitting here grinding out their flour. I'm sure there was some kind of music going on. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what it would have been, you know? And so I wanted to play that because what Justin Chancellor is saying is the freedom that he feels playing music. And that's what tonight's episode is all about. The freedom of experiencing music. So to Morrissey, thank you. To the Smiths, thank you, Johnny Marr. And to Justin Chancellor of Tool, I am forever a fan of all four members. Justin, Adam, Danny and Maynard. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>